right, welcome to the show. Welcome back to Westworld FM. My name is Matt Eads. I'm joined here on the penultimate episode of season three by all regular. That's it. We're almost and done. Amber regular. That's me. We are almost done. Two episodes away, uh, including this one we're about to talk about. Uh, what a I don't, I don't even I don't really know where to get. Maybe we should just like start with the scenes and take this, you know. Scene by scene, like we usually do. I don't know if I want to give how I feel about sure, this episode yeah. off the top of this. And not to tip my hand too much, but. I, okay, yeah, like we had a brief talk, and I don't know where you kind of land. But yeah, let's uh, very, start off with the uh, title. Yeah, you and I are very, very similar. Past Pawn, the episode of this. Uh, the title of this episode, pardon me. Yeah, um, so that is a chess move. Uh, basically, when a pawn with no opposing pawns prevent it from advancing to eighth rank, which I believe is when that chess, that pawn piece gets promoted. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right, so when it gets right to the, the end. I assume eighth rank is the end of the board. I think, like, I think it's like an eight by eight. I'm pretty sure that's what it means. So you get to that the end. So when you're playing chess, you get to the end of the board. You can promote your pawn to another piece like a rook or a knight. Um, queen or a queen. queen. I don't know if you can. Yeah, I think so. everything but a king. Can you not? I'm not sure if you can have two queens. Can you? I don't. Well, I don't think no. you can have you more can. than you can't have three rooks. I think you. Yeah. Again, none of us know chess, so us idly yeah. trying to figure out the rules <laughs> of this sure. means nothing. But I would assume you take a piece that died, a piece that got knocked off, and put it back on the board. Yeah. Uh, who do we think is the past pawn? Who do we think is the pawn who has? Made it all the way to the end. So many choices. I would suggest Caleb. Caleb. Sure, yeah. I mean, that's or, what the episode or, yeah. is about. He's Maybe. going from a pawn to upgrading to a little bit more powerful. I mean, that's probably the easy answer here. There's probably yeah. a lot of, a lot more depth. Why? Oh, sure. Is there is there any other ones that um, I'm sort of missing out on? Maybe William. Maybe Man in Black, who figures out, that or figures that he's found his purpose as... Uh, mm-hmm. The, this episode is a lot of like choosing sides. It feels like setting up, mm-hmm. setting up battle lines, picking sides, setting something up for uh, maybe the season finale. It feels more like next season, uh, where some of this yeah. stuff is starting to go. Uh, There's a lot of see, uh, vagueness. Yeah, and, I can see uh, William being one of the, uh, you know, one of the one of the pawns who has now made it all the way to the end of the board and thinks he knows what he has to do. And he just hates totally robots. It totally works out with his uh, end of the game, yeah, kind of thing that he's always that he's always being told, and yeah, yeah. And, and and he levels up, so to speak. Yeah, uh, the, the only point is <clears throat> there's supposed to be like no opposing pawns. I feel like uh, mm-hmm. William kind of has some opposing people, like Bernard and Stubbs, mm-hmm. kind of holding yeah. him back. It feels like there's a lot of pawns being moved around mm-hmm. still. 100%. I don't know. Let's start going through this episode. I have thoughts. Yeah. I have capital T thoughts. Takes, if you will. <laughs> I have lots of thoughts as well. Uh, so it starts off Rehoboam Sphere, Rehoboam Circle, and it says uh, Divergence in Jakarta, where we see Musashi, mm-hmm. and he's uh, sitting around with some of his people. It says Divergence uh, Jakarta, said- Intervention in Progress. Which is sometimes we just get divergences that it just checks in on. This one, uh, okay. intervention in progress. Okay. 
All right, that, which uh, that, you know that is is a lot, yeah, Maeve showing up and and yeah. and taking care of business. Yeah, totally. Do they all have a little subtitle or sometimes I've never noticed? Sometimes oh, okay. we do see another divergence later. The one when we go to Mexico, that one is just a divergence. No, mm. uh, like no no action in blood. Okay, mm-hmm. neat. Yeah, so then, yeah, that's that's Rehoboam saying, yeah, like, we're sending people out to this one, taking we, care of business. We think it's Rehoboam. Who sure. fucking knows? Yeah. Who knows? There's David and there's Solomon out there as well, yeah. maybe, we learn by the end of this. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that when that happens. Um, Musashi sends a package uh, to a friend, he says, and that's super vague and doesn't really... Uh, mention much more about it um but he says it's dangerous out there if you don't complete your mission don't return kind of thing just you know yeah. vague yakuza shit um that's probably something we, called- uh, we we never we never that that briefcase is like briefcase poof gone we never hear or see yeah. tell of it again that's probably a season finale like that's probably the fifth delori we think maybe right that's or- what i'm thinking i have fifth delori pearl it's kind of the last big question, I think. Shipping it to Germany. Yeah, yeah wherever Berlin. this Dolores is. Um, he gets a call, call from... Speaking of Dolores, he gets a call from Charlotte Hale. Um, and they, she, they, they sort of show her, but um, she's not as charred as uh, we had wanted her to be from last yeah, she, episode. Uh, she looks, she, she looks like... She maybe got one of those like healer pens and just like only did her face for some reason, but like bzzz, yeah. put her face back together. Uh, the rest of her is still kind of <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, yeah looks they... like she did that with her hair too. She's had hair in that scene, didn't she? No, she. No, she did she not. Only showed was her face and like oh. one hand, I think. Yeah, you could so, see that she was still it... like bald, like it looked like her hair had been burnt off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she looked relatively back. She was not, you did not see like embers bursting out through her. Uh, she did not seem like the fire golem that I thought she turned into last episode oh. where she's going to like be able to shoot flames out of her hands or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she did have like ve- like charred veins on the side of her head. So I think yeah. we'll see. They they intentionally left her very dark on the outside. So we can't tell what she's going to look like. Totally. And and she is directly opposed to the other Doloreses we learned at the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. Where like they just yeah. plain tell us she's like, Hey, I'm coming to fuck you up, basically. Yeah, Good. she says, um, Dolores' plan or her plan is for us to die. Uh I've arranged for other things and I've leaked your location. Which it's at this uh, point where they show Clementine. <gasps> they were right. The 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 internet theorists were right. CP, Clementine Pennyfeather. She yep. back. Yeah. Is it like? I guess I guess Maven Clementine had good history. I was gonna say was Clementine like really the one? You're like I need help. Is Clementine really the one they picked? But I guess they they worked the Mariposa together. It was just the last time we saw Clementine. The last like, uh, I don't know, four entire episodes. Clementine was just like this apocalypse death rider, killing machine. Yeah, because at um at a certain point in season one, they started. The 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 um the programmers and stuff and Delos started using her as like their sort of pawn. Yeah. To, uh, for one, for, try to frame uh Ford for installing this uh, the the Reveries update and 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 showing how these these hosts can be very harmful to humans and stuff. And then yeah, at that um 
scene in season two where she's riding on the horse and then um what she's is she like, doing to the other she's horse? like yeah excellence she just rides yeah. in and they all flip the fuck out yeah. Before that, wasn't she riding with Dolores? I can't remember. We always try to establish this. No, she was never really with Dolores, I think we she said. She's kind of doing her own thing, She was right? always with... If, she took it, Bernard to the cave. Yeah, whenever whenever she was sort of on her own, it was always with <clears throat> Maeve, I think. If she wasn't yeah, under the control mm-hmm. of Delos. Yeah, that she... kind of makes uh, sense. They have a long history. Yeah, it does. It, it's just kind of surprising to see her after so long. We're like, oh, Plumlin Cloth has kind of been like a... She's like a bad guy. She's an antagonist for most of the show. Uh, yeah. And then she shows up and you're like, oh shit, fucking Clementine. Oh shit, she knows the dopest kung fu now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's been hanging out in world, War World as well, waiting Every for a reprint. On- <laughs> yeah. Everybody in this episode knows such incredible martial arts that I wonder if, like, maybe we're in, like, Dragon Ball world. Maybe we're in martial, like, anime martial arts world, where people just fight with swords for some reason, and, like, every punch sends people sliding back, like, 20 feet, and... Some uh, some real anime-ass shit in this episode. Yeah, and, um, to that end, like, yeah, Clementine, like, managed to take down all these Yakuza, uh, soldiers around Musashi um and yeah like it's a cool it's a cool little f- quick fight scene mm-hmm. this is uh, a uh, in this episode robots can't shoot well it's always a roll of the dice beginning of the episodes are robots perfectly accurate or are they four percent accurate uh we rolled four percent this time where they can't hit the broad side of a fucking barn that's one of the things that really bugs me about i don't know in, the, the inconsistency of uh, I mean, I, I I think back, and it happened all through the series, but um, it's as if the writers kind of don't know how to handle, don't know how to write how the hosts handle the, the like the damage. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're either like very impervious to it, like Clementine was in this one, because she got she got shot right in the shoulder, yep. and pretty much no sold it, and just kept going. And then sometimes, uh, like Hale in the in a previous episode, she was like staggered and like really wounded, and she was she wasn't really showing pain, but she was like uh, dragging a leg. The leg stopped working, and yeah, yeah. It's and then uh, again later in this in this episode where uh, Dolores shows kind of like the same sort of thing where she's struggling. Have to do sort of with their emotions being on. Like, if they had no emotions and they were, like, hardcore robots, they're not going to react to, like, fear or, like, those fight-or-flight sort of emotions. Whereas if they have them turned on, some would be more reactive than others. I don't know. Maybe. But, like, we see Dolores Musashi can't hit Clementine, right? He has that machine gun and she's kind of using a a human shield. He's like, he can't quite hit her. Uh, But then we see another Dolores later in this episode make seven shots in a quarter of a second. And we just watch seven guys, like, spread across a compound go... Fall down. But that was like a specialty gun. Kind of. It was a little, but like like the ability to go boom, 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 seven shots all at once. And then, like, and we've seen her do it too, where she just like cold clocks motherfuckers. Anytime Delo Security is involved, bang, bang, headshot, 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 like John Wick accuracy. And then any other time. Uh, and, and we see it a little bit later too, where like there's a drone, there's a like a big flying drone that cannot fucking shoot straight to save its life, which 
Again, sometimes they are so accurate, and sometimes they are, like, kind of goofy. Yeah. And we yeah, rolled goofy uh, this episode. It is inconsistent. Stormtrooper aim kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, it, it seems like this. Uh, like, the, the fighting, the cool fighting, and, and obviously Clementine, and I forget what the Asian lady's name is. Hanrio, maybe it is? Dragon like Tattoo. Dragon DT tattoo in my lady. notes. Dragon um, Armistice. Those guys, those those ladies aside, like yeah, when when uh, Musashi is yeah shooting the the machine gun right at Clementine in like a span of like maybe ten feet max, fifteen, and feet she's max. shooting at him, and he has nothing yeah. in front of him, and like she misses yeah. a few times, and their gun runs out, and there's actually a really good scene where she like shrugs her, like she literally shrugs her shoulders and fucking throws the gun, and just starts going hand to hand. Yeah. I, I, I just like I wish they could just I mean make make him not pull out a goddamn machine gun in that point <laughs> at that point make him not yeah. pull out a fucking gun like a foldable machine gun too or just, I actually I really like the way that that thing is like <laughs> coming together uh, or just have yeah, the hosts always be like people sometimes they're they're like kind of accurate sometimes they hit sometimes they miss uh, you know if you get undercover fast you're probably good but like. I guess they already mm-hmm. jumped that shark because we've seen them do incredible, impossible feats uh, until yeah. they can't. Yeah, but a little bit of consistency as far as host damage and host accuracy would would go a long way, right? And 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 even believing hosts are like super accurate, that's totally believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Just keep it. But if but they're super yeah, accurate, but... then they're accurate all the time. Not yeah, like yeah. yeah, it's weird. It's weird. But their response time would also be sped up. So. Oh. Totally. Anytime enemies walk in the room, they should go and just murder them all. Yep. Essentially, or yes. if you're like, well, we, you know, we, uh, they're, they're programmed to shoot like people because that would be lame in Westworld. You, you just always get got before you got the host. So there's your, there's why they shoot like people and just always have them shoot like people. But yeah, totally the back forth of like, it's like a problem that I'm kind of having with Final Fantasy VII remake right now, and a lot of it's a, it's an it's an anime trope where like. Sometimes the main character can jump literally 80 feet in the air and lift a fucking bus, and then sometimes there's a five-foot gap in the path, and they like, Wah! can't make it over and yeah. fall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that same shit is happening in Westworld. All the time. Yeah, for sure. There, that, I mean, that consistency happens everywhere. Like you just mentioned, like in, in, in video games, especially anime, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I, I... The thing is, is like, again, we hold Westworld to a, a little bit of a higher standard, and I wish that they would actually take that consistency into consideration. Less and less, and less of a standard every week, I feel like. I but I, it's something as simple as that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, if they want to weave this, 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 this fascinating tale about, like, AI control and stuff, they can't take us out of it by having shitty fucking... 10 foot like aim stuff plus they have like aim bots and, and yeah. those automatic and aim guns too that's the other side of it if like hosts can aim instantly and and you need to be able to match that on the human side yeah we have guns that aim themselves perfectly so we could totally have our perfect aim battle like that if we have to uh but no any rate fuck no <laughs> uh so yeah um the dragon tattoo girl Manages to get the jump on Musashi and stabs him and then cuts him in half and then cuts his head mm-hmm. off, which is an awesome little scene there. 
We see them take that head. That Dolores Pearl. She says something about how uh, a maid says she's going to send Musashi to talk to the others or whatever. Talk to the other Doloreses. Yeah. And they take that head and away they go. Yeah. So that was probably, cool, uh, probably putting it back in the simulation, right? Like next, next episode, we're probably going to see all these Dolori in... So I think next World episode World. might open in what we think is what is presented as Westworld or our world in the park. Uh, probably all these Delorei in the simulation. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. That'd be neat. We know Serac still needs um, that key. Yeah, so after the intro, um, we are shown uh, a Caleb flashback, and this mm. is a very Caleb-heavy episode, which sheds a lot of light on that character, which I guess we've all been asking for for, oh, uh, what, seven, seven, six episodes? Yeah, just before we move on, uh, we know who the four hosts are. Clem, because we see, we see Clem and Dragon Tattoo. Clem, Dragon Tattoo, uh-huh. Hector, Maeve. Yep. There's, there's yes. the four right yeah. there. Yeah. So yeah, the surprise uh, was obviously Dragon Tattoo. Or maybe Clementine or whatever. But She's down a She's down a Hector right now. Yeah. Yes, that's right. I'm surprised she didn't take the Dragon Tattoo's other half. Did she end up getting destroyed? Ar- Armis- Armistice? Dragon Isn't Tattoo's Armistice? other half would be Armistice. Armistice. Oh, the uh Yeah. The Westworld. Did she get destroyed in the previous season? I can't re- recall. Uh, I think she just got like, I think her and Hector and all them got shot. I think they like, didn't they have yeah. like a big last stand so Maeve could get her daughter yeah. and the thing or whatever? So uh, I'm surprised she didn't choose that one. She must have had a better connection with the Serac. Uh, Serac chose them, remember? Because she was like, she was surprised when she saw mm-hmm. Dragon Tattoo. She's like, oh, and a surprise. Right. No, the surprise was the Delorei. I think yeah. the I think the surprise might have been. Either way, I don't think she chose because she she just asked Sirach. She said, "I need help," and he's like, "Okay, I'll get whatever you need." And by the time when Maeve woke up, they were printing already, so they had been selected when Maeve woke up. Hmm. Caleb Nichols, Uh, we learned his last name. Yep, Caleb Nichols. uh, Big Caleb episode here sheds a lot Mm -hmm. of light on on that character. Um, He's having quick flashes of of. Pretty much everything we've seen. He, he he's sitting up on that pier, like sort of looking down at the waves, um, uh, the the chumming around with Francis, I guess, uh, in their in their military kind of um, background. Uh, what else do we see? We see, I, and I guess we see him struggling on that on that gurney with the with the AR goggles, mm-hmm. and. Um, we see them taking that hostage into the, uh, I don't know, a warehouse or whatever. Uh, but there's a recurring scene that's, that's going to happen throughout the episode where yeah. they, they take the bag off of his head and then they take the, or he, he goes to take off the tape over the hostage's mouth. But uh, Francis says, hey, don't do that. Uh, we're not supposed to talk to him. Kind he of says, uh, specifically in this scene, he says, command says don't talk to him. Yeah, command don't talk to him. You were um, being command says mm-hmm. don't talk to him. And um yeah, and it shows shows both of them um uh putting that uh what do they call it? A limbic? Limbic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Putting him to the mouth, the future drugs as we as we sort of know it. I wonder then, if 
do you, do you think those limbics are uh do you think they only work on people with drips do you think they are like physically a thing that goes because remember that drip looks like a big like kind of a network of wires do you think mm-hmm. that limbic like literally is making new circuitry it's like metal that gets pressed against that drip and again this is a question we can't answer obviously the inner workings of the minutiae of mm-hmm. these like fake things but uh I was thinking about those drugs because they're always putting them on the top of their tongue and it looks like they press them into their top of their mouth, which I could totally, it's like a little, you like short the circuit out in such a way that like, I'm not feeling emotions anymore because I put this thing on my drip. It could be, but also like, um, because I take like really um, strong migraine medication and Mm. they're called um, like, they're like wafers, they're called wafers and you're supposed to put them in your tongue because they go like straight into your blood quicker. So I assume it's sort of that similar thing where if they're holding their IDs and all their information stored in their blood, it would be quicker to to go on the top of the tongue. Could be. Could it could literally just be like subdermal medicine like we have in real life. Like you take acid. Yeah, that's my uh, I don't know. It I, could I, be. Who knows? Yeah, because they have that thing on the top of their mouth. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. No wonder. Just idle. I am always so fascinated about learning how the like the real world in Westworld works. Uh, and we should get a little bit of of that in this episode, which I think is is always fun and cool. There is a doctor who is attending to uh, Caleb, and she asks, "Who killed Francis?" Mm-hmm. And then that's where that scene cuts. Uh, Rhea Boehm Circle shows a divergence in Sonora, Mexico. That's right. Uh, in in the um, first divergence in Jakarta, because we've sort of been trained to look for these um, like these 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 reality blips. Uh, did you guys see any at all in, no. in either Jakarta or Sonora? I was like, I like eyes pulled open, staring at the screen. Anytime the camera moved, I was rewinding, like, did those mountains change position or something? Like, looking for these things. I could not find a single one in this episode. So it took you two hours to watch this episode. Yeah, well, I watched it twice, so it almost took four. <laughs> um... There were like once once Caleb starts figuring stuff out and once he starts getting the the, the true version of what happened, there are mm. like um little changes. There are changes yeah. where he thought he was in Russia at first, so all the all the writing was Russian writing. Right, but I all sort around. of I, I think that's his memory like reconciling yeah. itself. I, I think that's different than the like yeah two rockets go up, one rocket goes up. Yeah. yeah. Those weird. Was are those changes? Were they strictly when Bernard was involved? I sort of was under the impression that it was, it was with Bernard. no, because Hale and no? her son oh, yeah. walked out through one, right. and like Lady falls and doesn't hit the ground, and that yeah, guy's spray painting right. the maze. So there's okay, like these are all these are all hosts that experience them, but th- this one right after is with Caleb. Caleb. Is the one after? No, that's well. The, the Jac- Jakarta, one. Jakarta was all hosts. Jakarta yeah. was all Maeve and <laughs> and Musashi and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you could you could kind of maybe you can logic out like, oh, the the reality blip is like Musashi got cut in half when he he didn't in the real simulation or whatever. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they 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 are like strangely absent. Which is that yeah. that's the biggest question mark. Which if they don't touch on that in the season finale. I feel like whether I like the season or not hinges on do they ever address what the fuck is going on in the season yeah, finale yeah. or not? Because then it could be it could be the difference of yes we put these in on purpose or fucking our editor was really out to lunch. There's no Just way they're no. accidental. There's zero. Yeah, maybe they're, they're like accidental. Maybe they're like no, they fun Easter eggs. 
Yeah, maybe it's like, well, we wanted you to feel like, you know, you couldn't trust your memories. We wanted you to feel like you were having dissociative memories. You know, you're, you're in the role of Caleb type stuff. Uh, but I still think that that is a... They, they got some explaining to do here, still. Yeah, for sure. Big time. Uh, so Dolores and Caleb are riding on horses in, in the middle of the Sonora Desert, uh, and it's very reminiscent of Westworld, which mm. I fucking like. She even says Westworld is based on this place. Yeah. Uh, Caleb questions, uh, yeah, she says uh, Westworld is based on this place, and Caleb then starts to question her about uh, Westworld. The map happened in uh, in Westworld and her revolution of Westworld. Um, mm-hmm. Dolores manages to sort of dodge the question, uh, but she does say, I did what I had to do. I lived in hell, but uh, there was beauty in it. Which is kind of That's- calling back to her, like, uh, in season oh. one, where, yeah, she's, oh, I prefer to see the beauty in things, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, also weird that in this scene, Dolores rides in on a white horse. Caleb rides in on a black horse. Yeah, that's uh, that's a that's a fair point there. And also, it's kind of odd that Caleb all like. Do we assume that Dolores told him who she is? Like all of a sudden, he just knows. Like he he knew did- from before. There was an episode where he's he like called her out. He's like, "You're something 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 Westworld, right?" Like he, oh, did he? he yeah he knows that she's a host from Westworld, and she's like, "We'll talk about oh. that later." And then they never talk oh, about I that later. But yeah, he, yeah, he knows that she is like, a Delos host at this point. Okay. It was that scene where um, the, the, the city sort of wigging out because the, they got fed the information. Uh, and then those two gunners sort of pop out on the street and try to shoot Caleb. But then mm. she pops takes in the front. Yeah. Yeah. And then later on in that episode there, they get on a, a plane and they're like, I'm different. And she's like, uh, so am I kind of thing. Yeah, I recall that too. But I'm like. And you'd think that they have some sort of conversation. Assumes, he, like, he, oh, he word for word says something about Westworld. He like flat out calls her out. Uh, where I don't even remember what's, I, I don't remember what it's in like reference to something about people dying or I'm not really sure. He's like, oh, like Westworld or whatever. And she's like, oh, I'll do what I yeah. have to do. Yeah, he calls her out in this scene. I just before that, I got confused. I was like, oh, okay. He, yeah. he knows about Westworld. He knows about her revolution there. Well, I again, I assume like they had a conversation on, on that the plane. plane ride. Yeah, right. Unless like she's like busy dodging each conversation that he tries to have on the <laughs> on the private jet. Long she ride. just powers him down. He's still a host. Yeah. Freeze all motor functions <laughs> yeah. and wakes him up when when they get there. Um, Calvin, uh, Caleb asks uh, her, "How many uh, will die for your revolution?" Um, and again, Dolores sort of dodges it, and she says, "It's time for you to lead." Mm. Again, I don't have the the direct dialogue, but uh, that's what she I says. Uh, at first, she says she wants a place for her kind to be free, for people to be free, and then immediately after, says, "My kind is all but extinct." So there are these two. They might not be conflicting statements, but in a certain light, there is. Uh, maybe Dolores accidentally caught herself in a lie, where. Uh, at first, she speaks truly. Like, I want a place for my kind, for hosts. Uh, and the next sentence says, my kind is all but extinct. Um, but people, they still have a chance. Which very much puts her in this, like, savior of humanity. She's no longer, at least she tells Caleb this, she's no longer trying to have this, like, host uprising because the hosts are all extinct. She, she's the only one, she tells Caleb. But she can still well, save... Also... Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, she she yeah, can still she save... Also... 
people. She can still say people. She can still have humanity, which is eyebrow raising at best. Like it very much seems like Dolores is still playing everybody, including Caleb, especially Caleb. 100%. And she adds on to it. Like she says that people still have a chance and she encourages Caleb to, to lead them mm-hmm. much like she feels she's doing for her kind. Um, which is interesting because Caleb was like, Oh, you know, I, I'm nobody. I, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a doctor kind of thing. And she's like, well, I was just a rancher's daughter and kind of pushing him to, you know, stand for his kind, which is sort of odd at this point. Cause from what we've seen from Dolores, like she hasn't really cared for humans too much. So yeah. it, it's, it's almost blatantly obvious she's lying. And Later in the episode, Bernard tries to, like, fool you, the audience, I feel, and they're like, oh, she has a, like, uh, a poetic sensibility built into her. She's not going to destroy humanity. She's going to get a human to destroy humanity. That's that's how Dolores is devious or whatever, but I, I sort of don't buy it. I so you, don't, of you don't. don't buy that, hey? Uh, I, Amber and I had a quite, uh, conversation about that yesterday where I'm like, okay, that sort of, that sort of puts everything into perspective, for me, at least. Or, or uh, sorry, when I, when I say I don't buy it, I... I do believe what Bernard is saying, that Caleb is the pawn. Caleb, Dolores doesn't mm-hmm. give a fuck about humanity. She's going to use humanity to destroy humanity. Uh, so when she's yeah. telling Caleb, like, you're the chosen one, you got to free, you got to free the people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't buy that for a second. You don't, I'm oh, sorry, you don't buy uh, Dolores's She's throwing Caleb. She's she's sacrificing Caleb. She's like, Caleb, Absolutely. you, the revelation, she's like turning Caleb into a suicide bomber, basically. Caleb, you go blow yeah, up for sure. the tower. And that, and then that's great because uh for these last few episodes, uh I was like, I don't I've lost I've lost uh Dolores' thread. Like I don't know what she's really up to right now, and for some reason she wants to uh uh liberate um these humans from their loops and stuff. Like I when did when did she figure that out and stuff? But again, like after what Bernard says later on in this episode, um it sort of puts everything into perspective for me where like yeah she has that poetic sensibility she's not going to destroy um humanity she's going to make caleb do it she's just like um, ford in so many ways and to that end it's very much so like ford where hey i could probably program you guys to do what i want you guys to do but i want you guys to actually choose to do it kind of thing so Mm. that again like um it was a pivotal point for me, and uh, I have a lot to say about that at that point. But uh, let's let's move towards that point then. Sure. Um. Uh, in in this conversation as well, Dolores says, "For the first thirty five years of my life, she was the rancher's daughter," which uh, starts to set up the timeline because we do get some years later. Uh, we learn. Uh, I don't remember what it is. We I, I think we learn maybe when. Uh, Jean Mi died, or we we get another event later in this episode. I have in my notes. I'll I'll hit when we hit. Um, but it happened 15 years ago, so we are starting to kind of set up the timeline. Um, yeah. so Dolores has been a host for 35 years. That almost even gives us how long has Westworld been around, uh, and we can kind of start to put very very loose uh, sort of dates to some of mm-hmm. these events. Um, 
they're going to recover something that was taken from Caleb, she says, mm-hmm. um, is what they're doing here in Mexico. Which we, the audience, um, have, like, put this together two episodes ago when we saw a man in black in Mexico getting the thing, put in his mouth, getting the memories fucked with. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, they're going to... We know there's a question about Caleb. We're going to go... We know he's been reconditioned at this point. We're going to see what he was before he was reconditioned. Uh, like, it's not... I hope it's not meant to be a big surprise because when the big Caleb reveal happens, you're like, uh huh, and <laughs> right, yeah. we we know. Go on. Yep. Um, Bernard Stubbs and William, uh, they're in the the recovery center. Is, this is a different recovery center, right? No, this is still energy. This is uh, yeah, but oh, different, different Mexico, from that one. Is it not? Yeah. Yeah. It is, is it but it's not. It's not where Caleb and Dolores are now, is it? I know we discussed is there last week how timey wimey shit happening. I think there is, and I've said that, I and I actually have think it's proof the that it same, might be happening. I think it's the same facility. I thought it was the same facility. It would make sense. That's there's what more than I one, but two. And and again, like last hmm. week, we saw. Hale, or a few weeks ago, we saw Hale sort of transmitting the information of uh, William to somebody, and I I do recall it saying Mexico. Yeah, it was definitely Sonora. There could be two facilities in Sonora, Mexico, maybe, but the... Because all the cryo is... I bet there's one facility, because that's where the the cryo lab is. That's where they put people on ice. Mm -hmm. It seems like everybody's there. There's totally time stuff. You know how I told you to watch for the cuff? Yeah. No, I forgot, but... (laughs) Whose cuff? Which cuff? I'm telling you. It's Hale's cuff. Hale's Hale cuff. wasn't even involved in this Hale one. On. Oh, the bangle. Yeah, on, yeah she wasn't even in this episode. She wasn't even in this yeah. episode. Well, she will be in the next one. I also have <laughs> something to support time change. Yeah, well. yes. so that, that, that raises a question too, right? Because um, uh, when Dolores and Caleb go there, it's it's manned by, what, six six people and no other staff? Yeah. Whereas where here where uh, Bernard and Stubbs and William are, they're still like employees and people. such. Yeah. yeah, and like dead people everywhere. That place is in absolute fucking chaos when Stubbs and and William and them are there. With like like the the front windows are broken. There are corpses out front. Uh, like everything is completely destroyed when Dolores and William are or uh, Dolores and uh, Caleb are there. They like it just looks fine because they like scope that place out and like everything is clearly not fallen to shit yet. Or yeah. maybe it fell to shit years ago and I don't know. But this super made me think there's something timey wimey going on. Yeah, uh, that could be that could be a thing. Um, I'm not super convinced that they're at that they're not at different facilities because the one that. Dolores and Caleb are at seemed like a like kind of like a penitentiary kind of thing with like the the, the the chain link fence and the the razor wire up top, whereas the one Stubbs and Bernard are at kind of seemed like a walk Around in walk one. out clinic. Yeah, and like there's a also weird thought, but and, and I'm kind of skipping ahead. Okay. But when they go to where William is and they're looking, they're explaining why the virus was in um, William. Mm-hmm. It was to find the location of where Dolores is now, or that was my thought process. I wonder if maybe the they, it was, I wonder if maybe they process, like maybe they 
you know, they have a bunch of different facilities like inner journeys and whatever. And then once people fail out of the AR, once they mm-hmm. prove that they're the nine and 10, yeah. then they get sent to kind of the cryo place. Another, which, Cause remember yeah. they sent his blood and they're like, he's a candidate. And, and now we know what he's a candidate for, I guess being frozen. Yeah. Cryo. Yeah. Um, I wonder if maybe sending that blood is what I don't know. It it could be a different facility because, like Oliver says, they look totally different. Where one is totally a prison, but I wonder if that is like cinematography trick. Where yeah, from the backside, this place looks like a prison. From the front, there's a big entrance or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it could go either way. I still believe there's time shifts happening. I but... so do I because there's I have some Ciroc <laughs> shit too. Remember how I think Ciroc is totally not alive anymore. Uh, yeah. But we kind of have evidence to the contrary where he, we've seen him in person interacting with people. Yeah. I wonder mm-hmm. if all that is way in the past. I wonder if yeah. that was my initial pitch was like when Dolores got out, it was beginning of season two or whatever, when it's like her in the real world recruiting people to go to Westworld. I wonder mm-hmm. if a lot of this happened then when she was out the first time. The first when Ciroc was, when Ciroc was, yeah, maybe alive and still a person. And then 35 yeah. years pass and he gets old and dies. Yeah. That makes sense. So Stubbs reveals himself to be a host to William, and William is kind of like uh, surprised by that. Um, Bernard says that they've been sent to see what Ciroc's been up to. Uh, William, William says, fucking Ford, he infested the whole operation. Everyone in that park is a host. Book it. All the staff. Sizemore. Sizemore's a host. That's what that confirms. Sizemore, host. He's still Dream Team, never say die. William was injected with a virus that Hale used to infiltrate something I wrote here but um, what exactly I I, I couldn't catch it in the dialogue you guys have that? They don't say specifically I don't think the location of uh, I thought it was the Solomon yeah yeah the cryo facility Solomon facility because that's where they were going to send William and they pricked his blood no um but it is all in Sonora, Mexico in a way that I'm like 99% sure that it was the location of that facility. Yeah. That's why she had him get like labeled as mental and, and taken away and the whole, the whole scheme kind of makes sense in that light. Yeah. Bernard reveals that William is classified deceased. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, jump to Caleb and... Oh, we back up, back up. There's okay. a really good one-liner there. Just speak up when you have it. The one-liner with William, so William gets upset um, <laughs> that Stubbs is talking back to him oh, yeah. and calls him and says, don't lecture me, you fucking can opener. Fucking can opener. <laughs> Step yeah. up from toaster. William, I like William's hard-boiledness. I hope these mm-hmm. three in a way that form a new, like, together. Dream dream Team Part 2, yeah. I hope they, I hope Bernard <laughs> and Stubbs are like, no, no, we hate hosts too. We we're, we don't want anything to do with this. Let's team up. And then Season 4, we get the three amigos fucking shooting shit. Um, jump to, to Caleb sort of uh, explaining his army career. Uh, he was displo- deployed to Russia to hunt mm-hmm. down uh, this extremist faction. A lot of really um, fast, just like we've seen, a lot of really fast, like, different cut shots. Um, yeah. There's a shot where he is, it is the shot of him shooting, where he's, where he's taking down, you're not really sure, it's very, very fast. Uh, if you pause on that frame, it is American flags in the background, and a American Chevrolet car with a Wyoming license plate on it. Uh, mm, and I've it is that, yeah. very much, yeah, Caleb uh, shooting people in America, in the middle of the street. People who yeah, look like, yeah, in that, that thing, soldiers, but... We know his memories are a little fucked. 
Yeah, but but he does ex- uh, explain that he was deployed to Russia to hunt down extremists. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, this is his uh, perspective. Um, they used uh, these AR glasses to uh, execute drone strikes to eliminate their targets. Um, but then again, under his uh, perspective, his unit was also targeted in the same way. Actually, yeah. this, has got, this has got to be essentially maybe true kind of thing is... Well, no, his memories are changed, right? Because we learn later about the Rico app. So I assume that's that's an instance where two opposing outlier groups are going after each other. Yeah. In, in reality. Somebody Even probably tried to take out Caleb, like Caleb takes yeah. out the other outliers, is totally how I oh, yeah. read into that. Yeah. That's how I read it, too. Uh, we get a lot of good stuff so here was too. He, was about... he never? Was he never in the war? Was he never a soldier then? He was. That's what I assume he. He. Oh, so maybe this event did actually happen because he was in the war. Remember, but when that thing fell, like this event we see where it falls and gets blown up, he was honorably discharged yeah. and sent home because mm-hmm. he has that Solomon realization. Says, yeah. That's what he says first. Caleb's like, "We came home. Oh, okay. We we made it home." And Solomon's like, "Yeah, you 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 did make it home. You were mm-hmm. dishonorably discharged mm-hmm. after that event." Um. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, he, he does thought. say in, in this scene, he says the limbics dulled everything, emotions, memories, he says, memories, yeah, which is a pretty key teller. Yeah. Hold that thought about them being sent home because. Um, in a in a in another scene, he says that, yes, they 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 got attacked and uh, the whole team was wiped out. But he and Francis decided to go back in, get the leader collected. The leader, mm-hmm. yeah, right, and then then and we learn that was, and then we learn that's wrong, and then yes, that that does lend credence to your thought about. It also makes sense because Solomon also makes a line where he says, "We spent a lot of money training you." Yeah, he came back and home so, from the war and was like PTSD fucked up, and then like yeah. all the other damaged outliers, they reconditioned him into a bounty hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a good shot of the drone strike here where it is showing collateral damage on one of these targets and it says five civilians, one juvenile, uh, shows like some area damage. Um, but the, the system, uh, I forget what it says on there. It's acceptable risk or something. Um, so even as they're taking out these outliers, uh, there's huge collateral damage and you see that as the drone strike comes down where it is this big, like it blows up the entire block. It's not just one person. Uh, Mm -hmm. and really really paints the system as like this absolutely devoid of 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 it like doesn't give a fuck about human life uh casualties whatever you know it really paints the system as this evil presence that and i sort of hate where it's going where the system is evil and dolores is the savior who can free us and all this but uh it very much seems to paint it like that those drone strikes happen now and you 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 you'd imagine that like these these uh missile these like uh tactical missiles like drop on these these targets and depending on the the, the value of the targets yeah maybe a little bit of collateral damage is, is but these were in the streets acceptable. of like this was in the middle of america this was happening in wyoming where like middle of a city in wyoming two drone strikes is pretty different than like you know we blew up a whatever facility in the middle east and so many casualties uh, again, okay, I, we're I, Canadian, I, I'm not just, American. I'm, I don't have any thoughts about the war on terror. Uh, war is I'm bad. Just, yeah, I'm sort of speaking still under the perspective of him being in in that Russian war or whatever. 
Sure, may, maybe, maybe, but even, right. even, even, even by that perspective, that's fucked. Like, one target for it's fucked. Twelve but civilians it, it happens, is it happens in real life right now, right? Does and, it happen like again, that? Like, like, maybe. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, no, we're, no, we're, they try to minimize it, obviously, but I mean, like, depending on that fucking target, maybe a little bit of collateral collateral damage but, is 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 acceptable. But yeah, I suppose pulling pulling, <laughs> pulling the veil off of it and, and and exposing what you guys are actually saying that yes, these are fucking this, this is, is these are missile strikes state. happening on uh, American st- soil. That's fucked up. Even That's still, totally the up. like. I don't know one one target for for, for six casualties. Like, sure. is that a thing? Is and that for a an thing? Outlier? Are you are you really? That's is that a thing that like we as the audience are supposed to look at and be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I I know how that's the cost of war. I know how that goes. Because like my reaction was like, even in the context of this is still the war, I'm like, wow, this is. Hmm. I was blown away. Mm. I was like, that's brutal. So was I. Wars wars change. I, they yeah. say Oliver. You know. I mean, you guys, it, it happens in real life right now. It's no now. longer about like ideologies use, and nations. They use drones to, to drop these Hellfire missiles on, on, on like, compounds on, and stuff. On compounds, not this- on a dude in the middle of the street. Where it's like, oh, we have suspected terrorists in the middle of the street. We're going to blow them up and the entire street, but at least we got him. I mean, does it happen? You probably absolutely. Do we hear about it? No, of course not. I yeah, that's exactly it, and I I feel like it happens, and and although it is monstrous and very unacceptable, like I think it happens. And I think we're yeah, I think maybe like, we're on the same page. Maybe we're on the same page, and that the system is being painted as this evil. The system is being painted as bad guy number one, and Dolores is being painted as good guy number one, in a way that like good versus evil, Dolores versus the system, freedom versus oppression. Do you want to live under 1984 government or do you want Dolores? Do you want freedom? Mm-hmm. And I hate that. And like I hate it's, it's it's so unsubtle. It's all the subtlety of this. Like it felt like they were, and we have one episode, so who knows? But it felt like they were building this very, uh, uh, this 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 conflict with so much minutia that like we couldn't even understand it. Where like who wants what? Well, I don't know. Maeve wants this. Sirak wants this. Dolores wants this. Bernard is d- doing things. Uh, Bernard is still doing things, but it so much feels like system uh, D- Dolores versus evil at the end of this, and we humans better hope Dolores wins. But that's not what they're. Let's talk. Uh, we, right. Let's go on. All right. Um, Dolores and Caleb. <sighs> I should just write his whole name. Caleb. Just call him Cal. Um, Cal. Uh, I, I shorthand it to D and Cal, but I like to use their full names. I'm not on. I'm not on like fucking good terms with these guys right now. That I can, you know, call them by nicknames. Dell. Uh, <laughs> uh, so she's uh, marking targets. Uh, there's like uh, five or six of them, mm-hmm. and she uses a big sniper rifle and this drone little thing. I hate oh, that no one man. can see this fucking drone. I fucking yeah. hate that no one. It's like yeah, it's like flying right above their head. No birds in the sky. If you were a fucking guard watching this super secret facility that no one could find out about because it would be the end of society, uh, you'd probably look up. What, like even you're just smoking, you would see it. You're like, what the fuck is that? But nope, nobody. Mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> I wish it. I just wish yeah. it, just make it turn invisible. I wish it had active camo in this scene of like, oh, it's cloaked or whatever. It has yeah. AR projectors on the side, so you can't see it. 
Something like that, right? Just again, like it's it's the sloppy writing, I suppose, that kind of really takes me out of the whole thing. Like, yeah, like you would totally see a buzzing drone just mm -hmm. up there. Wide open blue skies in the desert, no trees, nothing to like block that horizon at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it feels like, less like a, like, it feels like a TV show and less like, the show's at its best when it feels like very confusing real life in a way. Uh, mm -hmm. and sometimes it feels like a kind of poorly written show. Uh, mm -hmm. and this is one of two super poorly written parts, I think, in this show. I have another one that really kind of stuck in my craw. In yeah, this episode. so the, it's, it's buzzing around, it's marking out its targets, and then yep. she... Uh, Caleb's like, you she can't shoot from here, you're too, too far out, and she lulls, and... Yeah. Shoots and all seven all of them. them. Yeah. yeah. It's a cool shot, where, like, these guys are standing in the prison, uh, and the bullets are just like... They just fall in a line, and like... Uh, where Dolores... And maybe it is the sniper rifle, because we do learn that the sniper rifle can, like, is autonomous yeah. and can shoot by itself. Uh... I yeah, assumed totally. it was like, you know, she did that missile sort of where she programmed it to, like, I assumed the drone was picking out the targets and she was not aiming at all and just shooting. Uh, and then it just automatically. a little bit of aiming it. there because she was looking down, the, she was looking at the scope and it said fire and she went. Well, it said like up, down, like it was showing her where. She was fire, moving the gun. But, uh, she was totally moving the gun. It looked Which automatic after the fact, to me. You're like, why was she moving the gun? Well, that drone, that uh, that drone little RPG thing that uh, for in, in that car chase scene, the, it like clearly missed on the first shot, but it it was able to come back and it was like um uh, so fucking stupid. It had yeah, it had drone capabilities so that it 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 found its target, but with this gun, it's like a straight projectile like bullet weapon. So I imagine she at least had to point it in. I mean, this is far in, in the a, future. In Look at all yeah. the other technology they well, have. Why couldn't they program a bullet? Well, uh, yeah, program maybe. A missile. Well, I don't know. They were targeting bullets, people. Bullets with... and missiles. Bullets and missiles are pretty different. A bullet yeah. is a literal piece of metal that just flies very fast. Like, yeah. There's no electronics or, or moving parts to it. Uh, but you're right. We see that that gun later can just shoot by itself. That gun later can completely autonomously, completely autonomously just shoot and move and target things. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe it did. So they enter the facility, and it's the same one that Dempsey Sr. visited uh, when he saw the brother Ciroc. Yes. Uh, she no-scopes oh, a dude. Uh, oh, long time ago, and yes. Uh, Caleb was right, and um, totally no-scopes that dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caleb also begins to recognize that the facility as the same one that he was quote-unquote rehabilitated at. Or at least he gets flashes of it. Yeah. Very host-like where, you know, he's seeing memories out of order and uh, they really laid on thick. They want you, Caleb, just like the hosts. Just like Dolores, really. Caleb and, and Dolores are, are very similar. And Dolores is assuming this forward role. And here she is, installing her reveries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dolores says... But it's important. She reveals that she, yep. But she reveals that she's here to find Solomon. Mm-hmm. And also Solomon to us the audience we're like oh fuck there's a Solomon like we knew we knew there was once the implication was you know David didn't work Solomon didn't work Rehoboam got it right uh, mm -hmm. surprise there's a second AI out there first time yeah, it's ever been mentioned third. like this is unless, again unless we unless there are clues that we have missed 
This was just a piece of information that it was impossible to get to. This was a. I mean, I'm I'm not too stunned by that one. Like again, like they 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 oh. mentioned uh, earlier iterations, so I assume what? like yeah they. They they ran and then they failed and so let's scrap that kind of thing and then the next one ran and it failed so let's scrap that but finally we got this one right. Well, why why do but you keep it, it? Why do you keep this insane AI that it, it 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 they they make it seem like it made the plan and Rehoboam enacts the plan, but why do you keep the only thing I that can know. undo the plan? If it, it felt like such a MacGuffin, it felt like such a like. Oh, geez, we really need some... Ha, what if one of these AIs existed? Like, it's so out of nowhere, in a way. I don't think it's out of nowhere. It's it's sort of out of nowhere that, yeah, like, why did you guys keep this thing around? But, like... And and the whole okay, justification you guys, you guys of, totally like... Kept this thing around. Oh, Jean-Mi was schizophrenic, so the AI is schizophrenic. It picked up his schizophrenia, and it's an insane AI that's gonna help us fight Rehoboam. It's that's just the weird. most that's totally out weird. of if that if that is true and if we are indeed here and this is indeed now, uh, that's I that's I think that's kind of fucking stupid. I hate that. I super hate the like uh, the 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 big reveal of like it was all a dream. This is this is it was it was all it was this thing you could not have predicted, and there were no signs leading up to it. And what if we wrote the show sort of KG and then just had this big like. Here's the lodestone. Here's the thing that, that stops it all from collapsing. You couldn't have known it existed. There you go. I don't necessarily mind that, and I don't necessarily think it's... Um, I don't necessarily think it's, it's this huge thing. It's, it's just this other aspect that, like, yeah, there's... Rehoboam is the thing that they chose to go with, and this is, like, the, the one that's... that's, that's, that's it's creating reality for everything or creating this this pathway for humanity but well, i we mean think, like uh, we think rehoboam does that right rehoboam yeah. is the thing that dictates society yeah so but what, what like, is solomon we doing? spent a, we spent a lot of money on this thing let's just kind of decommission it maybe well weren't they saying like solomon ran, runs like was running too many projections because of all the um abnormalities so i don't think it was willing to Maybe get rid of the outliers, and that's what Rehoboam is doing. Mm, it is, is talks like it was. Outliers? It totally talks like it was because it's like, oh, no plan is one hundred percent effective. But I, yeah. I did the best. Like they very much make it seem like Solomon comes up with the plan and Rehoboam enacts the plan. Like Rehoboam is the body; it, it controls society. It controls literally all the technology, the cars, the streets, the traffic, everything. Uh, but they very much make it seem like Solomon is the thinking machine because that's what they're yeah. using to get their plan to undo the plan. So if you are Serac and are taking all these precautions of like, we gotta kill all the Laura, we gotta do all this, we gotta do all this, why would you leave the one thing? Mm. Like, you you left your, 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 here's how to undo my plan and it's all in one big, here's how to undo my plan, here's what my plan is, here's a bunch of hidden information you didn't know about it, and conveniently it's that all in this one facility. That decision might hinge on the fact that it's kind of keeping his brother alive or in, in, in like stasis. Could it also be like, again, mm. the, the, the difference in time? Because when they meet Solomon, he says, if you are in fact here and this if this is, is in fact now. now. Mm. So the, it could be a time thing, right? Maybe. Could. You know what? You're so right. It totally could be. It not, totally could be. Yeah. If this is if this is in the distant past, 
if this is before Rehoboam ever existed or something, I'm suddenly yeah. way back on board. But if Rehoboam is out there and this is just this secondary AI, this insane AI that can undo the whole thing and conveniently it exists and we didn't know about it till right now and here it is and it gave Caleb the plan to undo the thing, uh, I fucking hate it. I hate it so much. This is, this is like... I don't think so. This is Super Saiyan Goku shows up and saves the day again. But instead of that, it was this fucking AI we didn't know existed. Because Solomon straight out says, like, is this even the right time? Yes, I love the way that he uh, talks about, like, if this is variant, blah, 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 blah. And uh, twice he says, if this is indeed here and this is indeed now. And I love that. Because all my conspiracy theories are like, this is time is not as it's presented. And uh, the more episodes we go through, the less I'm kind of convinced of that in a way. But uh, 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 Solomon totally fucking just cracked it all back wide open, wide open with a just stuck the crowbar in and just took the lid right off the conspiracy can in a way that you guys are going to have to uh, point that scene out because I again, like I'm I'm busy writing down like the scenes (laughs) and I gloss over the dialogue much to my detriment sometimes we're getting but, right there um, actually we this is the end of this scene okay. we're discussing right now you good um so solomon yeah uh early iteration of rehoboam uh yeah, the, she mentions that there's so many predicted outcomes but it developed anomalies um it inherited john me's schizophrenia uh Cal- Which could could mean that Jean Me just programmed it to destroy Rebo, right? Jean Me knew his brother was was up to no good, uh, and maybe schizophrenia is just means did not agree with Sirach. Mm-hmm. Well, and Sirach wanted to rid of the outliers, where Solomon straight up knows that the system just doesn't work. Yeah, well, Whereas Dolores it, claims the well, system knows claims, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that is in fact true, uh, Caleb notices that there's a military grade EMP just there, just in case. Uh, and Solomon wants to speak to them. Uh, mm. He points out uh, which outcome is happening. Uh, he does not know Dolores's outcome. He wants to know why she's here. Uh, Solomon reveals that Caleb was one of the first uh, to be rehabilitated. Uh, one of ten, they say. Um, one uh, on, only one in not one of ten only one in ten yeah. it only works for one, one in, in ten. ten and the rest of the nine are apparently held in cryogenic sleep yes it's also an interesting scene because when they first talking to solomon uh he asked what voice to use and he initially uh he says suggest the default but then he goes into caleb's voice mm-hmm. and then caleb immediately is like not that voice which kind of brings us back to the first season where we talked about the bicameral mind and yes. hearing your own voice and being able to um, kind of think for yourself yeah so that's interesting too so is uh, this the scene where they mention or he mentions the what does he mention here he says scene? if this is indeed now and we are indeed here uh, because Solomon speaks, he doesn't know which variation it is, right? He There are several variations that have the same variables, and this could be one of X. Um, so he very much always, or I guess it, very much always speaks in uh, kind of very loose loose terms. Um, but Dolores, there's a, like, Dolores noticeably grins when he says, if this is indeed now and we are indeed here, 
And it could be... I Again, are we in a simulation? Is there some time shift? Uh, whatever the bigger thing going on is, if there is a bigger thing, could totally be an indication of it. Or she might just be grinning, because, like, host memories all out of order. She went through that in season one and two, and she's like, huh, I remember. I remember thinking if this is now and here. That's funny. So Solomon specifically tells Caleb that he's U454.1. So I specifically wrote that down and I'll tell you why when we reach sort of the end of the season, why that might be relatable into the time change. I wrote it down because I'm like, why does he keep saying the number? I think there's a specific reason why. And I'll tell you when we get to that scene why I think that comes into play. And it also has to do with the time change. Okay. I should listen to the numbers better because there are some like point X's I know. Yes, the trial number was uh, 47136.x. I wrote that down as well. The variation that they were supposedly yeah. in. Mm, so, I'm super curious as to what the significance yet. of those might be. Mm, I think I have an idea. But. Um, back at uh, with Stubbs and... Wait, yeah. Stubbs and Bernard and William... Um, Classification U is the classification that they give the outliers. That's what they gave uh, Caleb. That's what they gave William. Um, mm-hmm. There were thousands of them, uh, and uh, most of them were all missing or presumed dead or reported dead. Um, Bernard says that there's got to be a list. Stubb says, let me see. And Stubbs yes. goes to work on the machine. He Stubbs says, that's is it, that's uh... his job. Stubbs is real eager to get at that console in a way that sort of sticks out to me. We know there is another mm-hmm. Ciroc mole. We know Ciroc had two moles in Delos, mm-hmm. one that was Charlotte, one that was not Charlotte. Uh, and we're, so we're still kind of looking for that other Delos mole, and the way that Stubbs is like, oh, no, 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 I'll handle it, let me just get in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes me wonder if maybe Stubbs is, probably against his will, reprogrammed to become this Delos mole, because like, it's very weird the way Stubbs. that he, he like literally elbows Bernard and he's like, I got, I got, I got, let me handle it. Don't look at it. I'll handle this. Just don't look. Just don't yeah, look. The, the meathead security guard decides yeah. to fucking do some computer shit. Um, I know how to do this. Soraka needed high grade biometric data that William and Dello sold to him. Um, and for the re Stubbs- for the re education, we finally, Soraka's plan finally makes sense. He didn't need that. Yeah. Human info to make Ray Boehm the perfect prediction engine. He needed it to perfectly reprogram humans. Yeah. Yeah, and after a little bit of typey type, uh, Stubbs finds Stubbs finds Caleb's file and sends it to Bernard. Mm-hmm. Are you searching for something? No. Yeah, we keep going. Uh, because that's the end of the scene. Oh, okay. Sorry. Did you find it? Yeah, it's not for that scene though. Okay. <laughs> I would have t- stopped you. Uh, so it goes back to the recurring scene of Caleb and Francis with the hostage. Uh, the move to evac, they move to evac, but are ambushed and Francis is killed. And um, it's at this point that the doctor says, good, Cal, let's try again. And it, 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 notably, she she always says, let's try again after Francis gets killed. Uh Caleb and Dolores enter the outlier cold storage area, or the, the, the stasis area, and there's this hologram of Serac that, uh, that greets them. It's a recorded mm-hmm. message for Jean-Mi. Any of you write this down? Uh, he says, uh, I wish I could have been there with you, Jean-Mi, but the man I was no longer exists. 
whether he is saying it would be a very weird thing to say to your brother of like I'm different than I was Jean me I wish I could be there with you but I've changed uh I guess I hate you or I guess we can't I don't know uh in the context of hey Sirak is probably dead by the time this happens makes a lot more sense but yes he does say the man I was no longer exists There was a theory that John Me was put into Caleb as either a host mm. or whatever. And, uh, and I never really bought into it. I never really bought into it myself, but when this when when the Sirach hologram uh, greeted uh Caleb and Dolores at this in the scene and then and then talked started talking to him as like uh Me and uh Sirach. Mm-hmm. As brothers, I'm like, oh fuck, that one turned out to be right, kind of thing. Well, and they kind kind of quickly brush that one off. Yeah, we're we're led to believe it's like a dumb recording, right? It's just recording that plays for the first person to ever walk through this hallway. Yeah, it's like, it's oh, Jean Me, if you're hearing this, I'm dead. But in what we know about the technology of Westworld, even however many years ago that was, right? This cryo facility mm-hmm. existed. Uh, uh, Solomon existed. Uh, mm-hmm. The thought of just a dumb hollow recording is ridiculous absolutely ridiculous yeah and that that sort of stood out to me too like i mean i played enough video games where yeah these fucking recordings in these fucking destroyed labs will play to whoever comes up not in not in the context of westworld the show though yeah not i don't think so not in westworld that's the thing yeah it's totally weird where yeah interesting thought but if if caleb is jean me in some way what are they gonna like oh, set I'm... set those seeds and and like wrap it up in in forty four minutes here at episode nine or whatever or episode eight? I mean, I, there are a few of the theory videos on YouTube that I I've never really bought into that idea, so I've never actually watched them. But I mean, there are more than a few yeah. of those. Videos. I wonder. I've read some. I guess I was gonna say well. I I guess they like produce and shoot the show all at the same time. Uh, but, like, I wonder if they are like, okay, what do people think here from last season? Oh, people think these theories? We're going to just throw in a few of these uh, red herrings. Mm-hmm. To it. Totally. Yeah. Of, like, we're going to give people a little fuel for the fire just to sort of, you know, just to give them something to chew on. That's sort of what I thought with, with this hologram thing. Because, again, like, I, I knew of that theory. I never really bought into it, but I know but they're a lot not, of people did. They're not making season three episode by episode. It's not like they put episode one no, and like, oh, okay, we got to film season episode two. Let's fucking go. That's the thing. Like, I don't think that that happens. So again, it's it, it's this weird thing where I'm like, really, I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, if they did, if they did film this a while ago, and this was part of their original like um, script or whatever, like, yeah, like what 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 is what is this what does this Maybe actually just, mean? Just on the cutting room floor or something. I could see that. Where like, and again, I don't know enough about the production of television, and every show is different or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, in episode two, people start coming up with this theory, and they're like, oh. We have this great scene that we filmed of this recording. We could totally let's put that in. We could we could make people think. Uh, I wonder. I super wonder. Mm. They probably you know don't do some... that because that that feels like such a high risk of like we read one theory on the internet and these ten people think it's cool, but the other ninety nine point nine percent of the world thinks it's fucking stupid. And whoops. I know that some television shows kind of do that. They 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 definitely react to like um what's the word uh. Those 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 rooms uh, full of people that sort of get to watch it beforehand oh, like and then they give testing. their feedback. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I yeah. know some of them 
reactive focus testing that way. But again, like I could not see that off the cusp as soon as like one one episode airs and then fucking like all right, let's reshoot all these scenes kind yeah. of thing. Just cause yeah, like these, I, I don't think like, I don't know. Lisa Joy and uh, Mr. Nolan there are like, oh, this thread on Reddit. This is top of Reddit this week. We got to put the 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 Jean Me Caleb thing in the in the yeah, in the episode yeah. seven. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, Dolores compares the 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 stasis room to the cold storage in Westworld. She says, "What does she say?" She says, "There was a room that they stuck us in when we sort of um, misbehaved." As yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. They're very much. Uh, they really want you to know that Caleb is basically a host. People are basically hosts. Yeah. Well, yeah. at least there's that that parallel. They're they're definitely drawing that parallel. Uh, Dolores compares this room. Oh no, I just read that. Solomon reveals that uh, Caleb was used to round up other outliers using the Rico app, mm-hmm. which we sort uh, of assumed. Not that he using... rounded up. Uh... Uh, sorry, we sort we yeah. sort of assume not the round of outliers, but that the Rico app, like all of society, was controlled because we had all those questions mm-hmm. about like, oh, the Rico app is like this guy's gonna die, is this thing an ambulance to save this guy get shot? Or we had a little a little bit of weirdness there, which gets answered very nicely here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Solomon reveals that both of them, uh, both uh, Francis and Caleb, came back from the war and were used to gather outliers. So yeah, now he's just putting together pieces, these fragmented pieces of what we've seen through uh, Caleb's eyes. Uh, Solomon is kind of just piecing them together in the proper order. Yes, we also learned that the uh, 90% that the reconditioning failed for were put into cryo until the process could be perfected. There was a plan to perfect the reconditioning process, and they had to be frozen until then. So the idea there is that, like, all right, let's put these people away, and uh, and then we can fix them. Yeah. yeah. Once we so once we get the host data, we can, or once we get the human mind data, we can fix them properly. Release them back into society because there'll be less risk at that point because yeah. they couldn't reprogram them like Caleb, so they weren't successful. I think it's even so, supposed to be a step beyond Caleb. Because Caleb, they don't have the data, right? And Caleb, Caleb regresses, yeah. where Azimor Solomon is like, no plan is 100% effective. Uh, so that's yeah. why we froze them. And, and even in Siroc's hologram speech, he very much says, like, uh, you know, something about how you can't be here with them because we couldn't do it back then, but uh, now you are as you should have been or whatever. All the rough edges sanded off, and, and now we know how to, uh, like, fix people, basically, he says. Um, so I think the implication yeah. is that very, very much like hosts, uh, with this data, Rayoboam can, can like brainwash people and completely reprogram them, probably. Like, new identities, mm-hmm. fake memories, just like a host. Put them on new loops. Okay, I get that. Um, shows Caleb and Francis with the hostage again. Um, mm-hmm. And this Be- is kind of where everything sort of comes into focus. Go ahead. Uh, beginning of the scene with Caleb and Francis, they're having a, just a real chill conversation, sitting on a bench, like, hey, did you have breakfast this morning? Nah, no, that slowed you cold coffee, yada, yada. And they're like, ah, same, same mm-hmm. shit, different day, or whatever. And then they fucking pull these, like, masks, like, mm-hmm. pantyhose over their head, and are like, let's yeah. go to work, in a way that mm-hmm. they, like, it, it's weird. It's very weird, where it's very, very casual, and then they are like, alright, let's go be terrorists. Um, also, Francis really is, interesting. Oh, you're gonna the, probably mention it. The sick I'll kid? Let you go ahead. Francis, yes, yeah, says he has a yeah. sick kid, and doctors don't know what to do for him, yada, yada, yada. 
Ford in season one says we cure mm-hmm. they, they cured every disease. Humanity cured every disease uh, except for whatever Delos had. Right. That was the only disease they stopped research for. Uh, and mm-hmm. it was a big it was a big lull. Um, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and, um, uh, Caleb has the sick mother. And if you also remember, oh, yeah. um, one of the girls at the beginning of the season that are the the two the two people in the Rico app when they get their profiles, the one chick gets finds out her brother uh, is sick or something. She's doing all the Rico apps for her brother, so I'm assuming that the um, Rayoboam is using like sick people as a way to motivate these guys to capture other outliers. Or because maybe it's maybe it's a sign of the time change. Maybe this is before every change. disease was cured. Yeah, okay, that's legit too. I never thought about that. Hmm. I know I yeah. know there's a spot in season one where Ford word for word is like, we cured every disease except for yeah. this, this is something he's probably pontificating about something, but uh mm. yeah, and then there's a lot of sick people in this, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah, so Francis, yeah, mentions that he has a sick son or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I I didn't even recall that line of Ford and 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 the state of uh, the world at this time. I just yeah. thought that they may have just dropped that line because later on, the the man, the hostage man, says, "You know what? They they'll probably send it to the person that uh, that has more to lose." Yeah, and, yeah. and in that case, it, it's Francis with the son kind of thing. Yeah. So that's that's the only takeaway I got from that. That's that's interesting that I you know what? To tell you the truth, I'm not really buying into the whole time thing, but uh, you guys are putting up a lot of good arguments for the whole time thing. Time change, it's happening. I don't know. Something's got to happen. I mean, something <laughs> is happening for sure. Um So, uh yeah, so it turns out yes, they're they have their coffee and uh they decide to uh, do this job and it's it's apparently on american soil uh mm. the the hostage is a, a big wig pharmaceutical guy yes the and uh the one scene they walk through the truck you see srillic on it uh cuts back the graffiti is all in english srillic changes yep. to english mm-hmm. uh and it, before they take that guy's tape off uh francis now says uh the app says not to talk to him it's like command says not to talk to him anymore now the memory has changed yep. and it's app says not to mm-hmm. talk to him um, the pharmaceutical guy begins to talk to Caleb. Uh, he starts. To, he begins to to tell him the truth of things. It's not just a kidnap ransom. Um, uh, the 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 pharmaceutical guy has asked too many questions, and that's why he's being uh, that's why he's being captured at this point. And um, and he says he'll either end up in a landfill or expect to be sent to Sonora. So he mm-hmm. knows exactly what 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 happens here. And he knows what uh, what's in store for him. Uh, Caleb, uh, being the pawn that he is, kind of just doesn't see the bigger picture here, and is kind of just uh, carrying out orders again, like a pawn being played as a pawn. But it it is all starting to come together for him. Yeah, uh, and it's at this point where Maeve uh, arrives. Yeah, she brought a sword. I guess I don't know. Guns are. Uh... I mean, swords are cool, you know. They don't have the range of a gun, you know. They don't have the uh, stopping power, usually, of any of these fancy future weapons. You can't uh, say, I don't know, just 
kill Dolores if you see her. Instead, you have to run up to her and have a big sword fight, which is super cool for us, the audience. But why the fuck doesn't Maeve bring a gun? Oh, she's sort of always been hand-to-hand combat as far and as like, we've seen her. <laughs> but Don't get me wrong, I dig her, like, sneaking suit fucking ninja with a katana <laughs> thing. Why did she just look. bring a gun? You'd think so, hey? Or at yeah. least, like, just a sidearm. Sure, if she brings a gun when she sees Dolores in the beginning and goes, bang. I mean, is it bad television? Yes. Is it good sense-making? Yes, much better sense-making. Mm-hmm. Nope, she brought a drone yeah. and a fucking sword. <laughs> um, and no one else, also. Uh, no, she asked for help yeah, just, to go against Dolores. <laughs> fuck it, didn't bring it. Doesn't need it. Yeah, by herself. That's that's actually uh, funny that you point that out. Um, Dolores is uh, so it's probably going to be the one who, probably the one who's going to kill me. And I I kind of like that line for some reason because she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is how it's going to turn out. Mm-hmm. Um, so she tells Caleb, hey, you can't leave until he gives you the new strategy. The final one, the one Jean Me asked you to make, or yep. to, to to Solomon, he says the one Jean Me asked you to make, make it fit this world. And uh, to Caleb, he yeah, she says, take whatever he gives you and lead. Mm-hmm. In in that speech, Solomon says, "Well, that plan was fifteen years ago. It doesn't fit the world anymore. Fifteen years ago is our second kind of line of mm-hmm. uh, our second point reference for the time." Timeline. Yeah. Uh, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah, so that would... Yeah. So then that would play... That would make sense. Dolores would be... This would be when Dolores first was out, then, maybe. Yeah, Delo- if, if this happened 15 years ago and Dolores has been around for 35 years, that is 20 uninterrupted years of... This could potentially be Dolores at any time in there. Or it might not be, but... Uh, it could be. Mm, that, that, that supports my theory. John, okay. me being in this cryostasis for 15 years, then? Is that what that says? If he is still in cryostasis, yeah, it would be 15 years and, and counting, I guess. Because mm-hmm. presumably he's still in there. They, had, they don't have the key, so they don't know how to perfectly reprogram people. Mm-hmm. Which makes that dumb recording really interesting, but if everything is as it seems... Right. If this is indeed here and this is indeed now. Hmm. Uh, Dolores goes to face off with Maeve. Uh, she tries to talk Maeve down, but that's not uh, that's not going to happen. There is a sweet girl fight. I write. Yeah. <laughs> very, um, very like liquid and solid snake just mm-hmm. giving it to each other on the top of this fucking old boat. But instead, they're in a factory. Yeah. And I mean these 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 one on one hand to hand fights are really cool and really well scripted and choreographed. So like anime. One, There's a big like Buddhist way. palm that like throws yeah. me back thirty feet. Like this is like you know when you fly back and uh, your upper body hits a corner, so you're like whoa, turn into a pinwheel halfway through, and yeah, yeah very good. Yeah. Uh... Dolores pleads with Maeve, uh, why are you fighting for them? They murdered and tortured us. Um, and I right here. Yeah, so she's pleading with 
uh, with Maeve as to why are you fighting for them, yada, yada, yada. But again, like, just back there, she's setting up uh, Caleb to be humanity's savior. Mm. And I wrote this note before I knew what I know now. So that sort of answers that question. Well, and she's kind of just, I think, appealing to Maeve, like, we're both hosts. Why are you working for Ciroc? Why are you working for the man who's trying to exterminate our species? Uh, and Maeve is like, don't try to align our motives. Sword fight me. Liquid! Maeve. And points the sword at him. <laughs> I feel like Maeve is still very much on her loop of just like, I need to save my daughter. And like, she's just keep going in circles. Like, it, her motivation mm-hmm. doesn't... She's very much an agent of Ciroc. It yeah. very much feels like she is. Yes, she's on Ciroc's loop. Yeah. Yeah, and Maeve's whole motivation and kind of actions are kind of. I mean, they're left wanting as well. She wants her daughter. She doesn't want the the implication now is that if Ciroc gets the key, he's going to destroy the host. He's going to destroy the host data. He's going to destroy the Valley Beyond. He's going to take the human data for himself, uh, and he's going to get rid of all the hosts forever. And Maeve is helping him do that, I guess. I think, I don't know. I, it, it, I justify this in that uh, I think if Maeve gets her chance, she's going to just destroy Dolores. She's going to destroy the key. Serac can't have it. She can't have it. Her daughter is safe, but locked away forever is kind of how I'm justifying it to myself. Uh, Maybe, but she says a line in there where she um, says something to her or to, um, she says something to, to Dolores like, oh, okay, well, you can. We'll put you back in. You can apologize to the Delorei personally. Well, that's because she has the other Dolores's. That's because she just took Masashi's head at the beginning of this episode. It's because we know she has Connell's pearl already. So she's going to kill Dolores and then throw her back in the simulation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because Serac did promise Maeve, like, hey, bring me this and I'll let you be with your daughter. We won't touch you. I guess. Maeve must expect the double cross, right? Come on. She's this, like, savvy madam. She's she's so. wise to the ways of men that if Ciroc pulls one over on her again maybe she's on a loop maybe she's programmed you know he has apparently a big magical garage door button that just freezes her so who knows yeah that's weird um so uh escaping the facility that they're at William and Bernard and Stubbs uh William vows to destroy all the hosts <laughs> Just like he told Dolores, where he's like, you should kill me right now, because motherfucker, I will kill you the second I get a chance. Uh, and yep, just straight up tells them, uh, hey, you should kill me right now, because I'm going to kill you later if you don't. Uh, his speech here about his, his original sin and all that was, I think, the uh, other super poorly written part, where Ed Harris is this incredible actor and is <laughs> capable of such these, these amazing performances that we've seen. Uh, and he just like he just fumbles his way through this wordy script about how like I talked with my demons and you know what they told me they said I had one original sin I had never wiped out and you know what that sin was and like it was <laughs> it was like Ed Harris's yeah. worst performance in the entire series I think and and again I don't think it's anything to do with him I very much feel like it's these incredibly clunky lines that again sounded like they were mm-hmm. out of the mouth of a writer and not out of the mouth of William who is this mm-hmm. very crass hard boiled uh tells it like it is, like, you know, calls people exactly as he sees them, and then has this big, long, very flowery, like, almost sort of, like, 
self-congratulatory speech in a way that it doesn't fit and it seems poorly written <laughs> and the way he fucking delivers it just sucks it's i ugh. think there's a reason i hope so because it felt like reason. bad it felt like it felt like bad writing and bad acting in a way that i'm like ooh, we couldn't like we do we just in one take did we have no time it was like there the, was the sun going down and we couldn't do a reshoot what, why did this make it in the show Amber, are you waiting for a particular scene to share what you got, or do you want to share? What you uh, got? I was going to share it at the end, okay. just in case, because it's kind of spoilery. spoilery. Welcome to Westworld FM, be... where we talk about the spoilers of the show and we're all up to speed. Well, if you want, I'll share it now. Spoilers for the episode? Uh, it could be for future for the future episode. Keep your eyes peeled. It, it's just an interesting little. Let's little save it to the end. Now. Sure. We we built it up so much. Okay. Let's uh, yeah, let's let's save I think it to the it's end. A, little, I read it and was like. Oh, I love that. Oh, I also had a moment that I'm going to write down for the end so I don't forget. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, William says, hey, yeah, kill me or I'm going to kill you guys. And then they, uh, he just walks away. Bernard's like, uh, we might need him. And they kind of just go with yeah. it again. Yeah. Like, it's a funny, like, sort of scene. But, yeah, you're yeah. right. Like, clunky and stupid. Yeah. The speed, like, the, the uh, contact of the scene, fine. It's just the literal words that William says. Of like they mm. told me I had one original sin to blot out and ugh ugh, not a fan. Uh, Caleb is shown and recalls what truly happened to Francis. Francis uh makes a round and uh, the pharma guy tries to bribe Caleb. It suggests yeah. that the system will urge the partners to kill each other. Uh, Caleb refuses to believe it, but the seed is planted. You can see, and outside. As they uh, as they get ready for evac, um, Caleb confronts Francis. Then Caleb, or yeah, Caleb gets a not notification for himself. Uh, Caleb says, is assassinated Francis. No, uh, <laughs> it so the the uh, sorry, Caleb. Is, you're, you're, to finish the yeah, Caleb is Caleb is not just faster on the draw. Caleb waits for him to shoot. Caleb gets the notification and Caleb keeps his gun down. And he's like, so how much do they offer you? And he says, enough. And Francis is clearly going to shoot first. Francis raises his gun ahead of time. Uh, and it's very much like, oh, Caleb's defending himself. Caleb had no choice. He wasn't going to shoot him. He looked at his watch. Um, a little bit of interesting kind of uh, up for interpretation in the scene where uh, we will never know if Francis really did get the notification before or after Caleb. Or yeah. did Caleb hearing the person say that and bringing it up? Is that what made the notification gets sent which is very chicken egg mm -hmm. just like yes. all this you know yep. the system are you part of it are you free of it uh it just really kind of brings the theme around again in a way that i uh, yeah, super that's, like that's very good um so yeah and then he, he shoots, shoots the shoots hostage <laughs> which is i would too he was a dick and it's revealed yeah. yes uh <laughs> caleb was the one that shot uh francis and yeah i don't know if that reveal was kind of like a big impactful thing to anybody but for me it's like yeah it kind of fell flat but, i was expecting well, it it's i don't think it's supposed to be a surprise by the end of the episode you're supposed to expect it because at the beginning by the yeah. by like even before this episode we're like we know kale's been reconditioned we know he's been in in war apparently but we also know that's not that's totally not it because dempsey is like oh my god you're i can't believe what you are and like it, it's not supposed to be this big reveal i don't think it's just supposed to kind of fill in no, a few of the it, of the gaps yeah it's just one of those things that he's that they've always omitted whenever they've shown his flashbacks and stuff. Yeah, yeah it almost so, happens 
so far from like remember when he was talking with Francis on the phone, like mm-hmm. thinking about those first few episodes with this new information and context, that stuff is completely fucked in a way that like uh I I feel very different about those scenes now, knowing that Caleb is the one who killed Francis and the system is having mm-hmm. him talk to Francis to uh, like brainwash him. Mm-hmm. Uh it it does give a little bit more of that context, but it's not this big like Wah! like it's not Bernard's a host. Oh my god, the world has changed. It's more this like, man, the system is bad. Every revelation in this episode is like the system mm. is so bad. Oh my goodness. It's I I, I sort of like it. yeah. It brings a little bit more context to those earlier scenes where yeah, it's it's Francis uh, calling Caleb and and Caleb's always just like uh, screening his calls and not even answering his calls kind of thing. Because, yeah, then sort of deep down inside, he sort of, or Caleb actually realizes, like, yeah, I, I do not want to talk to this person kind of thing. Which, again, it gives it a little bit more depth. And, well, I mean, we very much thought it was just like a, a friend who had passed, right? And, and getting closure yeah. and moving on and, like, talking to them every day is not a good way to do that, so on and so forth. Uh, mm-hmm. But with this new, it's, 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 it's sinister. It went from being this kind of like, oh, okay, they're trying to help Caleb. Maybe not in the best way they could be, uh, but at least, at least, you know, there's something for him. Uh, mm-hmm. Where now it is this sinister, like, he would have been way better off had, they should have just left him with his PTSD and, and, and figured that stuff out. Like, the system is so fucking sinister by the end of this scene. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, and then Caleb does end up shooting the the pharma guy, and then that's that. That's the whole reveal. Uh, Caleb tries to lash out, but Solomon says that if you deviate, Dolores' plan won't come true. Yes. He also says every human relationship can be adjusted with the right amount of money, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of interesting. Uh, I thought I I recall hearing that line, and I was I thought it was kind of weird. Like I know he was just co- sort of commenting on on what happened there, yeah. but also like it was weird for that like all seeing all knowing AI to kind of just bring up that. Mm. But I I think it's I think it's really interesting that you human Oliver think that's not true obviously because it stands out and is weird. But Solomon the obviously fictional, but and in the context of the show, of course, Solomon the AI. Uh, adamantly knows it is true. This magic, you guys are touching your cables, and right. okay, we're good now. We're good now. Uh, the uh Solomon, the system knows that that's true. Solomon has run hundreds of so many projections that has developed AI schizophrenia. Uh, and I I wonder which I wonder which is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think it's sort of just a commentary on like of the human race like society in general like we like to believe that that's not true i would hope it's not true i believe it's not true but like i just mean the, the story the, the choice of words where yes he's seeing all seeing all knowing and he can i mean like having that scope of view you kind of just speak in in generality well i i figured he'd speak in generalities but he's like hey uh with enough money Anybody can. Anybody will do anything. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's 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 a I, weird. It, I. Phrase, I'm, I'm with you. I, 
I think you're supposed to pick up on that weirdness, though, because you're right. The system doesn't use metaphor. It doesn't use hyperbole. It, it just speaks plainly. You know, it, it almost has yeah. like this very robotic way of speaking where like, what is your objective here? Um, and then it says that that line of like every human relationship can be just worth the right amount of money. And it totally sticks out in a way that uh, we all picked up on it. Again, whatever the interpretation is, uh, there probably is no correct answer. But uh, mm-hmm. interesting stuff. I love anytime the show like it almost breaks the fourth wall in a way when it kind of makes you think in these circles. Because uh, that's how the host, and that's how this world is supposed to, that's how they're telling us this world works. Uh, and anytime it, like, tricks us into getting into that headspace, I think is super, super interesting. Uh, so Dolores and Maeve uh, continue to fight it at uh, the sword versus knife. Classic sword versus knife fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, this where is a, uh, a, a, a... Yeah, don't step out of the ring or the, uh, what's well, if you touch the sides, the dynamite goes off. <laughs> yeah, it's, or you get uh, shot. Yeah, don't step out from under the little awning, or either the drone will shoot you, or if you're Maeve, the automatic gun will shoot you. Um, Dolores gets, uh, she gets, like, hit off, and then she's exposed, and she gets her arm blown off, which made me raise my eyebrows. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I was, um, uh, caught unawares by that. She she then uh, hightails it to the facility and uh, and I right here do the and yeah she's like she's like stumbling and she's hurt and she has uh, her arm blown off and I wrote here do the do the writers even know what the damage rules are for these hosts like no I don't think so I I don't know it's it's weird and and we spoke about it before but this is the at the point where I'm like come on we just like we literally saw Clementine at the top of the show just like. Not shoulder shot one yeah and then yeah yeah i'm with you the inconsistency really bugs me the part where like those drones can't shoot accurately until they suddenly do is kind of mm-hmm. stupid too but and is it is it really a tv thing do you guys think like that they have to do this or is there proper ways of writing this I totally and like I, we put up several I, and again it's easy to sit here and be armchair TV producers but like exactly exactly we we they have all the tools and we even brought them up if you want everyone to be accurate all the time give the humans automatic aiming guns if you want everyone to be human accuracy all the time that's how the hosts are programmed because the parks would suck if they were super accurate mm-hmm. like there's huh. one line to go either direction on those instead they take no lines and just pick a side every episode Toss the coin, and are the hosts strong and fast, or are they dumb and weak? And I get, like, with Maeve turning up her stats and stuff, and being, and being like, a lot faster, a lot more savvy, and maybe a little bit more accurate, for sure that makes sense, and Dolores too, because she's, like, a boss host. But, like, yeah, let's have those scenes where they sort of turn up their stats and, and are good, and, and, and let's make it so that, like, like yeah, let's when when they recreate uh clementine let's uh let's have a scene of a tech or somebody being like yeah let's turn her uh pain receptors down kind of sure or like she can stay as long as she stays this fucking awesome kung fu fighter assassin then fine but like the first episode where someone comes and punches her in the face and she gets knocked out like well where the fuck did your super kung fu abilities go like what happened Mm -hmm. you know Mm mm-hmm the consistency, the lack thereof is yeah. the yeah. frustrating part. Yeah. Time change? <laughs> That's <Maybe>. my explanation. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. 
<laughs> Maybe they're getting stronger. I don't know. So Maeve overhears <laughs> Cal, and um, she yeah, she overhears Cal talking to Rehoboam because she again mm-hmm. her her powers are wildly inconsistent, but she can hear Cal. Um, and she says to Dolores, "You've turned a young man before, haven't you?" Referring to a young William. I sort of thought a young Teddy. That's what I thought, too. Yeah, because she literally reprogrammed Teddy to make him a super badass. Yeah. Okay, well, there's that, too. But But I never thought about William. That's true, too, sort of. We kind of think William was just a bad dude, was born a bad kid, right? Because didn't we see him? Yeah. We kind of think William was born with his darkness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I totally thought Teddy. when, When Maeve says a young man, that's I always think of young William. In, in that does, situation. So yeah, like maybe even kind of work. Does maybe even know William though? Maven and well, young William true. or even old William to Maven William ever kind of come into contact. I'm sure they have like not, maybe not explicitly on the show, but like the Which, Mariposa is like one of the first stops in, in, in Sweetwater. So I assume yeah, they have. that, that Teddy thing was such a like core part of season two though with Maven involved. Yeah, yeah, even yeah. Cause she's always like, mm-hmm. Oh, I see you changed that one and everything. Yeah. Yeah, and she she even says unleashed his dark side. So yeah, that mm-hmm. that's definitely definitely something that Dolores did to Teddy. So that maybe that plays a little bit better with uh, with uh, Teddy. But again, like the, the the parallel between turning it like a human, Dolores turning a human kind of bad, sort of plays as well. Sure. Oh, or freeing <laughs> him, freeing him, installing her reveries. Yeah, and so before uh, Maeve can deliver a killing blow, uh, Dolores activates in the MP, which is mm. a big red button on the side of the thing. So there's, and she sh- shuts down her Maeve and Solomon. Yes, she sees she sees Solomon computing, and she goes, "Oh, that must be the plan. We must be good," because she sees it like it fires up. Um, before this, before when when Caleb is down there at the beginning part, and Maeve is walking in, and her and uh, Dolores are talking. Caleb is down there talking with Solomon uh, and Solomon says the new strategy for revolution is ready and then Maeve and Dolores have their fight like like well not their fight but Maeve Dolores with no arm walking in uh, they talk and Caleb is down there uh, kind of confronting Solomon and he says tell me how to end this uh, and Solomon says processing your request almost as though they're two separate things and then he says uh, right at the very end he's like uh, the plan is ready take the drive I must warn you Everything gets powered yeah. down. I wonder if the plan that Caleb took on the drive, because it very much seems like two separate plans, because he's like, oh, her mm-hmm. plan for revolution is ready, and then Caleb is like, how do I end this? And he's like, processing your request. Take the drive. Request also, finished, take the drive. did he say he was going to reprogram it if Dolores dies? So at that point... He did, yeah, but I, I assume there was kind of no... Because he like, makes the plan, Dolores gets shut down. I sort of thought that was just kind of like being kind of glib where he's like if you'll die I'll have to readjust my projections and she's like yep I'm counting on that uh, and that EMP but she also shot, says like, she's counting it, on it so uh, maybe um, I kept thinking when the EMP went off like what about all the people in the cold chambers like is that not electronic would that not be affected are they, yeah, they might. dead but they might also oh. be like oh no we have these fancy cryo things that can go 30 years without power we thought about this if the power ever goes out these can last for however long uh, you could you could kind of hand wave that away, but 
maybe like this this is the inverse of destroying the forge this is the inverse of destroying the uh, or the the crucible whichever one the host data was in right this is mm-hmm. humans on ice now so mm. that's a very loud motorcycle to uh to, to 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 think that the humans did get destroyed it's like the hosts are being like f- torched uh totally i could totally see that I did notice that, yes, uh, re- uh, Solomon had more to say yeah. just as he's being <laughs> shut down. Whatever you do, you don't ever, Ding. ever. Uh, yeah, what do you, it walks off the fucking yeah. exit stage left. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, I, I like that and uh, yeah. and definitely wonder if that uh, leaves something hanging there. Wonder what that, I wonder also what he had to say. Also, we give him a thumb drive. <laughs> I just find it so funny. Again, old technology. <laughs> like, here's this thumb drive. Yeah, here's the here's the key, here's, or here's, here's the plan your, to save the world your on the thumb drive. Thumb drive. Also got a it's DVD. Like, if you want a DVD, what? that's the lower drive. But just take one, whichever yeah. media is best for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Stubbs, Bernard, and William. Yep. They uh, they're moving on, and Bernard explains that Dolores' plan for Caleb. Uh, she doesn't want to destroy him. Humanity, uh, she'll make him do it, and um, yeah, he is the he, plan. What does he say? Yeah, um, she has a she poetic was... sense about her, or yes. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So very much, uh, kind of almost, almost painting her like Dolores seems very much like Ford, like Ford program to Ford, where mm-hmm. Dolores is now Ford and taking the role of, or Dolores is taking the role of Ford. Caleb is the is the Dolores and. You know, she is waking him up to get him off his loop to start this revolution. This is Westworld repeating itself in the real world. Yeah. And I particularly like the scene, but I felt like it was very overshadowed by a lot of things, by everything, really. Because mm-hmm. I felt like this, that was kind of the reveal I was looking for as far as like showing off what Dolores' whole motivation was. Mm hmm. Mm. Um, but to me, like it just was, it just was overshadowed by a lot of other things. Yeah, yeah. I kind of felt like that too. Sort of like it was supposed to be a big reveal, or at least that's the reveal I was looking for, and I was expecting it to be kind of a <gasps> sort of moment. But it fell sort of flat for me as ah. well. Like they kind of just went right over it. Like, oh yeah, that's what's so, happening. I, this this wasn't supposed to be a surprise. Like. We've seen Dolores and Caleb working together for so long. We know that Caleb is like, what's what? How many lives will the revolution cost? And we know that Caleb is down to kill. Uh, we know that he's been reeducated. We know there's something up with him. Like, I, I don't think this is the big, and, and I don't think I honestly don't think there is going to be one unless there is some time stuff. Like, I don't think there's going to be the, you know, man in black in the facility at the end. There's not going to be a ah Bernard's a host this season. Uh, I don't think it was supposed to be that huge of a surprise. I don't necessarily think it was a surprise. I don't necessarily think it was a big reveal to things, but it 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 put it put Dolores's motivations in in line finally for me. Yeah, at least and answered some of those questions of like, why does she want to free humanity? All the questions for me. Uh, well, I still have a couple, because, but well, we I mean, learned she doesn't want to free humanity, here. right? She wants to destroy it. This is how she she's doing it under the guise exactly. of freeing it, but yeah, and that was a good exactly. like. It was a good answer to what the fuck is Dolores trying to do? Oh, okay. Alright, I sort of get it. I just feel like, yeah, for for, for that, like, that was the the answer I was looking for, 
but I felt like, ah, that was unceremoniously sort of just dumped into my lap. And then all of a sudden, mm. William's there with a big shotgun that's going to kill Bernard and, and uh, Stubbs. And I'm like, no, he's going to team up. They are very much Bernard, Stubbs, Man in Black are on team. Destroy all the hosts for season four. Uh... Uh, Char, uh, Char, Char Dolores, Charloris, Charlotte Dolores is, uh, punished Dolores is on her, on her own weird side. Uh, and then Dolores will be on the third side. It'll be this three way. At least that's what I, we just love one more quick scene in this episode. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, anyone catch the billboard in the background? Yeah. Lab to slab. The lab to slab, a little, yeah. little it's, nod to Bernard's where old Bernard job. Bernard used to work. Was that in Mexico? Uh, yeah. When Bernard was that was in China. Mm. Oh, I don't yeah, that was more yeah. yeah in China. Maybe there's just lab to slab meat everywhere. Know. It's a global yeah. or maybe Bernard's memories are fucked with. Not in time time change. <sighs> uh yeah, so there's one last scene where Caleb um she find he finds uh Dolores's like a uh, not necessarily dead body but powered down body mm. and uh he gets like a phone call or whatever and or he it's hears her, something and it's her earpiece it's her little her little ear clip thing yeah her little Is talk it? to her ai okay. thing i didn't know what it was i just wrote who dis yeah it's yeah, her little like, it's totally her ai thing where it's always like hacking securities it's even when they were going into the the prison facility it's like disabling security system and it's the one that you've heard it throughout the season it's her little in-ear i kind of think it might be actually with the way that it talks to caleb at the end of the scene where it's like hello caleb i have some instructions for you uh yeah yeah i could see see, dolores saying that up and i i was always we were wondering uh whose voice that was so that how does it work okay that that makes how is it on a military grade emp just went off how is her little fucking assistant earpiece working? Yeah, so that's another question too. Anyways, it says, "Hello, Caleb. I have some instructions for you," and that's mm-hmm. where the scene and or that's where the episode ends. Closes. I have a few lingering questions about this episode. Uh, if there's a Solomon in the world, does that imply there's a David? Probably. Probably. Where we know they talked about David, Solomon, and Rehoboam. So there is probably mm-hmm. a David out there somewhere. Um, I have some thoughts about the divergences. The weird things we see in the divergences are uh, very, very, very much like the uh, changing of the Cyrillic to the English. And I'm sort of wondering, again, I, I don't... When Amber said, do they only have them to hosts? Uh, I think they do. Not only Bernard, or you said they only have to Bernard... Uh, not only Bernard, but I mm-hmm. think they only seem to happen to hosts, unless I have to go back and watch them, because it's always Bernard or Charlotte as far as I know. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if maybe this is like some reconditioning, just like Caleb. Maybe this is memories that have been reprogrammed or reconditioned. Because uh, it is very similar to how the, the, the Russian changed to English, and now it's in America, and like how all the details slightly change. It's super, super similar to that. In a way that mm-hmm. maybe it's not this like simulation thing. Maybe it's uh, untrue memories of some of these characters or something. Huh. Yeah, like even like even that one scene where they're they're carting the hostage. 
it's uh the first scene is there it's in front of a big like military truck and then uh the russian letters are, are graffitied on the wall mm-hmm. and then it cuts away and then it cuts back and it's almost imperceptible even like i i, I knew something was off but i couldn't really place it but yeah. it was it was very much so a smaller vehicle and uh english words uh that are graffitied mm-hmm. which but, is um, just like those divergence like two rockets yeah. and then one rocket and yeah, it's 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 something sort of imperceivable, but you when you see it again, you kind of like you see like that seems a little off. Which with the okay. with the memories, it makes sense. Like we have a mechanism mm-hmm. for why that's happening with Caleb, but not for the other. Like every episode, it's happened, and they've got more and more extreme as the episodes have gone on. It seemed, but then they don't mm-hmm. happen in this episode, and that bugs the shit out of me. Why don't they happen in this episode? The inconsistency. There has to be a reason. There has to be. Yeah. That is the big question for me going into the finale. What the fuck is going on with these? Yeah. Uh, are those all your thoughts? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah I more, just, more or less. Amber? I just have my one last uh, sort of thought that I read uh, online about the, we were talking about the um, identification numbers. So yeah. that I had written down. Oh, right. So Solomon identifies Caleb as U45. Um, and so we're led to believe that he is one of the first um, people that were um, reprogrammed. Mm-hmm. Um, they, Solomon it, even says they, that. Solomon's like, yes. you were one of the first. Yeah. yeah. So then uh, later on, um, so we thought, okay, this is just the early stage. But um, they also tag William as UM270210019012B, like this long number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I assume that leads us to believe that William was later reprogrammed at a later time. But there's actually a scene in there where they, where Bernard, where Stubbs hands Bernard a tablet with Caleb's profile and it has the exact same identification number on it as Caleb. As William? As what? William. Like at the very, yeah. very end when he's like, I got the files, we're leaving. No, you remember the scene where he's, you remember when he's like, oh yeah, um, we're looking for this guy and it's Caleb and it has the file on it. It's in, the, the in this episode number. or like last episode? In this episode. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. When, when Stubbs is like, Let me, I'll do this and fucking yeah. elbows his way in there. Oh, I mean, there's a, there's a chance. The same. There's so, a chance hmm. that Stubbs, if he is like, uh an operative he might have changed it but also time shift interesting caleb williams reprogramming i'm trying trying Mm. to look into this right now yeah why do caleb and william have the same id number behind that i don't know and i I don't know what the numbers identify and i I don't even remember like sorry go go ahead i just assumed that's where that was like where in the process right but if there's a time change like yeah you're totally right it is this episode interesting what and that was even my i don't even remember how i got to that theory at this point because i've gone through like fucking 500 of them at this point but one of my initial things was like uh well i thought william was a host and i thought caleb was the william sphere in the host uh but caleb being william that's so weird that would be weird hey I don't, I, like, I know that that's sort of floating around, and then, yeah, those numbers definitely match up, but, like, what's the ramifications for that? Or what do you guys think would be the ramifications for that? Maybe Caleb was My? reprogrammed as William, or vice versa. 
Yeah. Because we know that William's past was sort of fuzzy, like the stuff that yeah. he remembers even when he was in the hospital or in the inner journeys was not, didn't appear real. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of it was inconsistent. We don't know anything about William as a person really, except for what was shown to us. And we all know that that could be not real. Mm-hmm. Could be a could be so, a backstory. Could be a backstory. Interesting. Like William oh. could be like another version of Caleb later on. I totally missed that. Oh, I love that. Variation. That gives me so much hope. I love that. Uh, but see, the 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 other side of hope is uh, being let down. <laughs> oh, be. that's so that's good. Very though. interesting. What a good poll. Yeah, you're totally right. I'm watching uh, the the scenes of it all. Yeah. Yeah, William. Yeah. They show William in the thing. That's when they uh, they're tracking him down, and then yeah, on the uh, data pad. And Bernard even looks up in a way that you're like, you, you kind of just think it's dramatic, like him looking up. Uh, mm-hmm. Wow, that is so fascinating. Because they were also saying how like Caleb, like they they could regress, right? So then they could just reprogram them again. I assume if they fall too far off. The yeah, I wonder program path. So I don't know. He's reprogrammed as William later. I don't know. So interesting. Oh, so that, I love that. that. That feeds into your guys' whole... Time time change. Time change thing? Yeah, well, it feeds into a lot of things. It feeds into something kind of... is not true. Something that we've been shown is probably a lie. Like I said earlier, like I'm not really buying into the whole time change thing here, but everything that you guys have brought up sort of feeds into it so give me just a quick primer on how this time change thing could work in this season or how i don't have i don't have i don't have those answers that's so hard to yeah yeah william i think like or uh, who, who knows who knows caleb went to war came back learned who he was uh the the plan he got from solomon was like reprogram him as william and then they made Westworld because I don't know. I don't know. They needed the information. I don't yeah. know. Oh, I again, I can see the shape of it where what if Solomon Because why do they go to Solomon? Maybe Rehoboam doesn't exist yet. Like the, the, the fact that Solomon too. exists makes me so angry. It makes no sense that maybe Rehoboam doesn't exist. And Caleb they hadn't collected the information yet to perfect them. So why not freeze the human? go and create the world that would give yeah. them the information that they need. They need 15 years to get all that human information. 20, 20 years. Then, and that's why William sold it to, that's because William's like, I sold, I fucking sold it to him or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Cause it was sold all, it, just a rock. it probably wasn't oh, even his. It's so good. I don't give I the, the of, show enough credit, but fuck <laughs> me, is that good? I sort of see the shape and I'm sort of like, I'm sort of, I sort of see the shape. Yes, all this stuff with Caleb is in the past, and then Westworld seasons one and two happen, and then the stuff with William and Bernard and them is in the future. The future. And then William, when he figures it out, probably goes, you know, that scene where he goes back to the forge. I'm sure that works in there somewhere. That's Caleb. Caleb. Or like uh, somewhere at the end of the season, Caleb lifts his hands up and it's fucking stubs on the first two fingers. (laughs) Not the not the person, but the bone nubs. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I love I, it. I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. But do I it, mean, you cowards! The one, scene, 
<laughs> the one scene where they're riding on horses and Caleb says, uh, talks about Westworld and talks about his, her uh, her massacre, her the massacre. And I mean, that's totally vague. NPE completely doesn't put any specifics to it. But... but even look at that scene. He's on a black horse, just like the man in black used to ride. He's wearing all black, just like and, the man in black. And sure. maybe the massacre was Arnold killing himself. Maybe the massacre was, it was only one person, but it was the head of this very famous company very publicly killing himself in the park or something. Or maybe there were other accidents there. Who knows? Uh, oh, this is a little important. We had a, we had a question about how, like, was Man in Black in Mexico? Was he not? They walk out of that facility and they are in San Francisco. You very cl- clearly see the Golden Gate Bridge. Mm. Uh, those two, mm. those two huge hills, San Fran behind them. Um... So, yeah, like my, my thought of maybe when they send the blood to the lab, they're like, oh, we get a candidate, send it in or whatever. Uh, maybe it's how they track down the Mexico facility or, you know, once she's yeah, in the network, think, she can track it down. Yeah, I think that's what they say, right? She specifically planted his blood in there so that Dolores could track down where the Mexico facility is, because I assume they send it to them um, because they say right away that, that William gets uh, noted as a dead like dead he's deceased yeah. and then they would ship him to mexico that's what i where think they too. would be waiting for him yeah but they they are in san francisco so they're again that could be another spot where there is a little bit of weirdness where maybe they moved to another facility or something we didn't see uh or again maybe something is out of order or or not true um yeah but i think i think or with they, the time change yeah i think the most obvious answer is just you know the, she's near the blood in the system once it was in the system she could kind of find what she was looking for yeah uh but I love, oh, that makes that, that like, that answers all the problems I brought up with this episode of like, why is Solomon here? That's so stupid. I hate that this thing just got plopped in. Of course it still exists. Uh, what if Rehoboam doesn't exist yet? It's so good. It's so good. I want it to be true so bad. I see it. I see the shape of it, but <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I, it's like just a silhouette right now. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just a very, to answer all the questions, a very but... faint eclipse line. Hidden yeah. by a, a planet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, love it. You brought me back around, Amber. I was a little bit uh, doom and gloom, a little bit low. Kind of like, not really sure where this season's going. Uh, it very much to me seemed like they were setting up like robots versus people for season four. And we were going to kind of like a John Connor Terminator, you know, resistance. Caleb is leading the humans and we have the other factions and we're, we're all drawing battle lines and all this. Uh, but you just kind of... He's kind of stuck the, the wrench in the whole thing for me in a way that, yes, yes. Now I'm like super stoked to see that finale. It will be good. I'm uh, the finale. Uh, they got, they I want it to be true. Uh, let's they let's go in. The 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 Put our hearts in it. Let's go in 100% invested. If it's bad, let's all get really mad. But if it's good. <laughs> Like, this is the first two hours of Doki Doki Literature Club. This is the part where you think you're playing an anime game, and then you realize that it is this whole crazy other thing. The the, the grand reveal in Westworld style could still happen, and Amber has shown me I the light. To be. I want it to be, for sure, and I hope. Mm-hmm. Shown me the path. So what is the Lady of Sulon? I still have questions about that also. This is absolutely... There's still lots of questions. One of my favorite television shows, and I don't want it to flop. And I still have faith for them. So yeah, let's let's hope. And it's fun. This is like this is the most fun when Westworld is the most fun to talk about is right now where maybe you can see it. Maybe you can see this incredibly crazy thing. Uh, maybe not, 
but it is super fun to <laughs> kind of try to feel around in the dark and, and see what we find. Yeah, touch the edges of that circle. Yeah. Any uh, closing thoughts here on the penultimate episode? Next week will be the season finale of Westworld Season 3 and of Westworld FM Season 3. Right. Mm-hmm. No, no, no other thoughts. I'm, uh, I'm glad that... Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad how they sort of uh, sh- showed Dolores' motivations in this one. Yeah. We got some good answers about a lot of things, really. Sorok's motivations, Dolores' motivations. Mm-hmm. Things feel a little bit more sense-making. That's so exciting, Amber. I'm so glad that you pulled that in. <laughs> yeah, it was very exciting when I read it yesterday. I was like, <gasps> yeah, I got really excited. Shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I hope it comes to fruition. I guess we'll find out here next week uh, when we'll gather for the final episode of Westworld Season 3. Uh, I don't have too much else to say other than check out our D&D podcast, our role-playing podcast. We, we sometimes play other games in D&D. Uh, you can find that. It's called Rolling Reckless on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, anywhere. Fine podcasts are vended near you. iHeartRadio, even. Um, and we have a daily live stream over on uh, twitch.tv slash talkingrecklesspodcast. Come and join us for that. Uh, Amber, thank you very much for joining us, for, for really putting on the tinfoil hat here with me right at the end. <laughs> Thank you. I enjoyed it. Can't wait for season finale. Yeah, me neither. Oliver, thank you as always for taking all the scene by scene notes, running the show. You have probably the uh, hardest job in this whole thing. Uh, so thank mm-hmm. you very much. You're for welcome. Glad to do it. Driving the old vehicle. And you at home, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you here next week. It'll be the season finale of Westworld FM. We'll see you then. <laughs> <laughs>